The following podcast is brought to you by the Jonas Podcasting Network, found exclusively at wrestlingwithjonas.com. Welcome to the latest edition of the SWN podcast. I am your host, as always, Billy, and I am joined on this occasion by Big Ross Hauser. Welcome to the show. Hello, thank you for having me on. Been looking forward to this. Me too. Um, how's, I'm saying that right. It is Hauser, isn't it? It's not. It's nothing that's new. it. Yes. Excellent. That's fine. I've, I've I've nailed all these these uh, name pronunciations, except uh, Yarek Novak, who was on a couple of weeks ago uh, in this timeline order, and I said his name wrong every time, and he corrected me off the recording afterwards. And I was like, oh, no, now now I look like the idiot. Uh, but anyway, how's how you doing? I'm doing well, thank you. Yeah, uh, not much to report at the moment. Uh, it's, it's usually my first question. You said you listened to a couple of episodes, and my first question is always the same. But I thought, ah, why mix it up for for a change? As we're on the run off <laughs> to season three, uh, why why uh, why not change the opening question to that? Uh, but the first one generally is the same. How did you get into pro wrestling? What was the moment that got you hooked on pro wrestling? Um, well, I used to go to a lot of jumbo sales when I was a kid. And I got, in about late 99, I got um, SummerSlam 97 on VHS. And um, I forgot to rewind it all the way back. So I've only seen the main event. Um, and I was really drawn to the characters in that, like Bret Hart, Undertaker, Shawn Michaels. Um, oh, that that was that um, uh, Undertaker Bret Hart main event with Shawn Michaels the referee. That was it. Yeah, and, oh. and I'm kind of thankful I didn't see the match before that. Um, Stone Cold and Owen Hart. Oh yeah. yeah. So whoever whoever bought that VHS must have saw that and went, "No, that's for me. That's that's plenty. I'll just leave it." Yeah, that must have, um, yeah, must have put them off that that recording. Uh, did you go back um, and eventually watch it all, or uh, yeah, that... yeah, I've seen it many times now. Then, then because that was in late '99, I've got to see Royal Rumble 2000. Yeah, that, that was on Channel Five that year. Never got to see it live. I recorded that in a VHS as well. And yeah, I was I was thinking, wh- wh- where's the three guys that were in that match there? Why are they not in this? So obviously, then I found out WCW and. I think Undertaker was just taking a hiatus. Um, Sean Michaels' back injury. Uh, oh, well, weird time to, yeah. That's that's probably about the time I got into it. So I'm, I'm absolutely bored with, with where you're <clears> at. Um, but yeah, n- n- to, to go from, like you say, watching that and then and then seeing it. For, for me, it was like I got a Draws action figure. And then by the time I got mm-hmm. it and started watching WWF, Draws was gone. He got injured and that was he was paralyzed. So I, I had this amazing figure. I never saw Draws wrestle until like a long time afterwards, uh, yeah. seeing him. So so a pretty good way to get into that. Bret Hart, Undertaker, and, and Shawn Michaels. Uh, Taker being yeah. a, a bigger guy yeah. as well. It's shortly after that I get I've managed to go to uh, my first house show. That was in SECC in two thousand and two. Um, looking back, I wish I'd been a bigger fan of wrestling at the time so I could appreciate it more. 
is like the main event was Triple H and Ric Flair against Undertaker and William Regal. Then, really random pairing. <laughs> yeah. Then like Mr. Perfect was on the show, Stone Cold was on it, Eddie Guerrero was against Jeff Hardy for the Intercontinental, I think. Oh man. That's yeah, that's it, it's it's one of those things where you do you look back on shows that you've you've seen in live and then you think I, I you didn't appreciate it at the time and then you come back now and you go, Oh man, you'd kill to see Jeff Hardy versus Eddie Guerrero. Uh now it would be incredible, of course you can't, but it would be incredible to to see it uh as well. So 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 it was, was so your your first favourite then would have been, I guess, those guys in the main event, uh Brett, Undertaker, yeah. Sean. Um by 2002, then who who were you kind of rooting for? Who, who were your favourites then? Well, <clears throat> I, I liked Kane back then. Then is like after Royal Rumble 2001, obviously Rock and Stone Cold. I, I was more of a rock guy. Um, who else? Um, I liked the uh, Triple H. And um, APA, they were going oh, then. Nice. Um, and, and in particular, like I don't know how he he pops up so often, but like Steve Blackman, any, any kind of like random ones in the hardcore division around about that time. Anyone that you like, like I don't know, my example would be like Scotty Hoy. So a guy who's never going to be the WWF champion, but <clears throat> you're like buzzing to see him come out and uh, do the worm. Uh, and any kind of uh, mm-hmm. your what Maybe, do you call yeah. it? Your boys. Any of your boys is is is. It's put. Well, on that show, I remember, I think Crash Holly left with the hardcore title. I think it changed about 20 times that night. That's, that's a perfect example of, of, yeah. a, of a boy. Um, so that's that's yeah. what, 2002, early 2000s? Uh, did, how did you, your wrestling habit, did you take a break? Did you take any hiatus from it? Or, was it, or were you all in on wrestling? From that point forward, well, I took a break in like 2004, so 2006, I think it was. Because I just discovered more of life, and you know, as wrestling's not not cool when you're in school, yeah, especially when you get to like 15, 16 years old. Yeah, a lot, a lot of friends went by the wayside at that point. Uh, I, I, unfortunately, I, I carried on and became the weird wrestling kid. So you know, uh, you, you earn things, earn your stripes at that point. But um, was there anything like between that time, like growing up and becoming cool, and wrestling wasn't part of it? Uh, did you do things like like uh, backyarding? Was that any stuff when you're growing up with your friends? Anything like that? Did you have a character? Um. Well, when I was in the Boys Brigade, we had a vaulting horse and a crash mat, so used to just do loads of wrestling moves to each other. And because I was bigger than them all, I just was able to pick them up and do whatever I wanted with them at the time. So was it being bigger? So not uh, much has changed. <laughs> yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, so for being bigger, did that kind of gravitate towards guys like like your Kane, like your Undertaker, because these are just big guys being able to manhandle. Uh, "Quote unquote smaller guys because when you see these smaller guys, um, they are not. Yeah, small. it did. It did actually. Yeah, like 
Undertaker's my all-time favourite. Um, then Kane as well. Then my surprise one maybe in JBL slash Bradshaw. I've always liked him. I think that that's evident from from your kind of style now, of the the hard hitting, just <laughs> blasting folk. Yeah. Um, so you go from that six. You've stopped watching wrestling for a little bit. What what brought you back in? What was was there a wrestle? I guess a WrestleMania, a Royal Rumble that was on, and you were like, oh, I remember wrestling. I'll, I'll watch this again. It was what was the what brought you back? Um, it was the Royal Rumble two thousand and six. Because I heard that Eddie Guerrero died. Obviously, it's the anniversary of that now. And they were dedicating the Royal Rumble to that, I think, at the time. Then I watched it in Rey Mysterio 1, which I never thought would happen. And the match at that, that WrestleMania, oh, actually, um, Undertaker cut angle at that, no way out was one that started to draw me back in. Then WrestleMania 22, I think that was. Right, I'll just I'll double check. I'll get the old Wikipedia out. One uh, that's seen a Triple H and Edge and Mick Foley. Oh, yeah, it is. I don't need to search that. Yeah, it's uh, WrestleMania 22. Uh, yeah, that's that's a that's a, a that's an under underappreciated WrestleMania just for that mm, match, yeah. those matches alone. Um, so yeah, no, no way, bad way. That, that's so weird timing. Then yeah, it's, it's been the the was it six, 15, 16 years, sixteen years since Eddie Guerrero passed away. Pretty much to the day, and here we are chatting about it. And it was Eddie Guerrero's uh, legacy that kind of brought you back into watching wrestling itself, uh, and mm-hmm. and seeing and seeing that. Um, yeah, coming in at Royal Rumble two thousand six, it was it's probably a bit, a bit like. You come in because Eddie Guerrero's passed away, and you want to see what's happening now and how they're 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 honouring him. And then, uh, of course, they had the whole Eddie Eddie uh, isn't in heaven kind of storyline with Orton and Rey Mysterio. You're thinking, oh, maybe maybe not. Wrestling's not the best thing. And then and then that year, of course, uh, he who must not be named did stuff that year as well. So it's a, it's a very it's a strange year to come back into it, but it kind of. Uh, plows all this wrestling nostalgia back onto you and also all the weird stuff around about it. Um, so this point you would have missed JBL pretty much because that was hey, yeah, I missed his entire title reign. But obviously I've seen it all back and um missed him. Um, no, no, just caught him um, Eddie Guerrero and Brock Lesnar, I think. Right. Okay. Yeah, so the, that would be yeah, Eddie winning the title and then course then that we've transitioned into him and JBL and some absolute brutal matches as, as well so um again mm-hmm. it's, it's that timing thing very it's it's unbelievable that JBL is one of your favorites and you just missed this whole biggest run ever at the time yeah. to watch it live um going back on it were we always kind of keeping tabs at all or like sneaking well, on I would, wwe.com or I, I would check wwe.com yeah and I never had sky or anything back then so, yeah, I would, I would still watch some of the big pay-per-views. Yeah, yeah. Uh, or, you knew, or you knew a guy. Like, <laughs> some of my friends wanted to watch it and get an invite. Sure, why not? 
did you have to play it cool like going oh if you're watching it i'll come over but really you just went i'm watching some wrestling (laughs) i guess yeah um so how did you go from watching again some of my my questions i ask everyone how did you go from watching wrestling to pursuing it so did you watch indie wrestling in scotland how you discovered that and how did you get to doing it well I didn't know there was indie wrestling in Scotland until my friend asked me, do you want to come and watch the Royal Rumble at the the garage? This was Royal Rumble that had CM Punk and Rock at it. And then it was like, yeah, okay. Like, oh, but but, but there's a Scottish wrestling show before it. Okay, let's go and see that. And it was the second annual Square Go from ICW. Not a bad way to get in yeah. a, a rumble uh, in general. Uh, I'm just yeah, second annual square go. I think I know who won it, and I don't know if we can actually talk about that. Um, so second annual square go. See who. Nope. Nope. Red Lightning versus Stevie Boy. We can mention that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, damn you speaking next. Um, so oh no wait, Johnny Moss Christopher. Um, I was mixing yeah, up who it was. Johnny Moss was the first wrestler that I've ever seen in a Scottish wrestling show. And I thought, oh God, maybe I, he's, he, he's big. I don't think I'll be going near, near wrestling anytime. And then Christopher comes out and no offence to him. But it was like, hmm, maybe there is a chance. <laughs> yeah, uh, I, I suppose, yeah, if you do see uh, Johnny Moss out first, you're thinking, wow, this Scottish wrestling scene's humongous. This is just bodybuilders. And then, yeah. <clears throat> Yeah, again, same same as yourself. No offense to him, but yeah, Christopher coming out and he's quite a bit smaller and skinnier at the, especially at the time. And um, so was that? Did that kind of get something in your head going? Oh well, I've seen this little guy could do it. Um, I'm I'm a bit bigger than him. I like I like the wrestling. Was you think? Oh, maybe I could do this. Uh, but that's, that's quite a big yeah. jump between mm-hmm. that and GPWA. So how did you go from that point forward? Well, it was always in the back of my mind. So I always just thought, oh, I'll, I'll try it sometime if something comes up, and I never did. And then those same friends that invited me to that just pointed me towards GPWA, and then we joined the second intake. And I was only one of the three of us that, that got through the intake. And I just kept going with it. So uh, checking who you would have been on that first show to see, you would have seen, of course, uh, Red Lightning. Uh, Wolfgang. And these I think Jack Jester was in the final two of that square go. And of course, BT Guns in there as well. So pretty, mu- pretty much everyone that, that would have been taking you in that intake, you would have seen wrestle at least once. Uh, what, um, what was mm, what was it like uh, going in that first day? Then was there was was there any intimidation because you're seeing all these guys and they've done absolute nuts things in the ring, or was it just a case of? Just getting in and getting stuck in. Um, well, there was a wee bit of nerves there. I always, always was trying something new, and like I, I thought, I'm, I'm quite fit. I'm sure I'll be okay at this. And then I'll go in, and on the first day, I'm, I'm not. It takes me a few weeks to get going, and then. And then it's all um, kind of plain sailing from then. 
So as as I'm guessing you're one of the least taller guys in your intake. So was was you said the the first couple of weeks you need to get going. Was there um did they take into account more adjustments to where you could be placed because of your height? You could what was what was your kind of actually no I'll ask that question second. But the the first one being a yeah. So the first couple of weeks that you're finding a bit of a struggle was it um more of a, a you didn't think it was going to be as difficult as it was when you went in? Do you think it was a bit more cardio-led and, and squats and all that kind of stuff that you thought, oh, I didn't think I need to do this much uh, straight away? Or, or what was your kind of first thoughts on it? Well, the, the, the squats did take me by surprise, yeah. And yeah, after the first day of running the ropes, my, Back was bruised as everyone is. Everyone's is, I'm sure. I mean, I, I just wasn't very coordinated. That was the main thing. Yeah, you, you do read the, the or, or see the videos of uh, Special William Regal uh, shouting about left foot and leading by your left foot. Uh, outside of that, so you said you're a bit fit. You're, you're fit. Uh, what was your kind of background? Did you do anything like a, a like a, a sport, football, rugby? I'm assuming that's because your height rugby might have been there somewhere. But um, yeah, was was there a, a sporting background going into it? Yeah, I, I played rugby until I was 16. Maybe it's not 17. I stopped when I was 17. Then I played as a number eight there. But in somewhere called Carter Queen's Park. And I played football with my friends every week and um, went to the gym regularly at the time. Okay, so so even though the coordination wasn't all there, you you, you had the uh, you weren't afraid to get hurt, kind of thing. Especially rugby, it's all it's it's not a it's not a, a delicate <laughs> sport in general. Um, so yeah, I was, I was saying about the, the taking into account your height. So uh, you're coming in with guys like like a, a Lionheart and a, and a Jack Jester, and these are taller Wolfgang as well, uh, bigger guys. Were, were they able to um, kind of lead you into any particular drills to, to, to accommodate your height at all, or are you just doing the same thing as everyone else? Um, yeah, they, they were all very, very helpful. A few of them took me aside by myself and, and helped me get... Um, help me do some of the things. Although um, I actually wasn't the biggest guy in that class, because Flex Hunter was in that class. Oh, the, the man, the myth, the legend. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> Flex Hunter, of course. Um, all right, so so at least there's there's two years these these two horses mm-hmm. that could uh, square off every so often. Um, as as far as as anyone else in your class that's that's still active, or at least got onto shows at all? Uh, Thatcher Wright. Well, they can't all be winners. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, I just I did a, the one that went out tonight as we were recording uh, was with Thatcher, and I've I've never wanted to hit a guest before, and it was just oh, it was phenomenal. I, I was watching in the back going. I I look furious at this whole interview, and he's he's got a very good talent. Is that right? Uh, uh, I don't know how, how he's going to cope in, in front of a whole bar of lands. Uh, at this point, it would have passed, but I don't know if he's going to cope for that. If he'll make it out alive, um, so to speak. But uh, yeah, so Thatcher right then. Uh, and 
when you went into the second part of the intake, were you kind of put in with, with some of the other folk or were they already moved on to like the next stage? Um, well, we were in with a few of the other folk, yeah. Then by that point, I started to get better at it. So, uh, and I've got your, your debut down 2017 against Soldato. Um, which yes. That's just what cage match has, and I always worry that I think there's a gala at some point that that's absolutely missed that out of it. Was, out there of was all. a few galas actually. My full debut, well, my debut was in a rumble in Alexandra Park, um, and I actually won it by eliminating Wolfgang and Lionheart at the same time. Not not a bad start then. I, I mean, that should be the that's debut. Cool. I mean, so that was great. But the debut should be eliminating uh, Wolfgang Lionheart in a rumble. So Alexandra Park, then go back to there. Um, what was it like getting in front of a crowd for the first time? Then uh, were you how? Where did you find out? And did you have gear ready? Just what was this experience like? Well, that was we didn't really um, tell us until a week before it. Then I had to buy gear off Amazon for that. I think it's on YouTube somewhere. I think just in GPWA Battle Royal Alexandra Park or something like that. Um, and yeah, I got, I got battered by the two of them when it was just the three of us in there. Wolfgang we'll, we'll chopped me, which I've never seen him do since. It was, it was like your initiation progress uh, process there, uh, just uh, getting getting a uh, paying yeah. your dues. I think that's what it's called, isn't it? And uh, I was <laughs> down, and they were both trying to eliminate each other, and I just came up behind them and both over the rope. Um, so if working in front of a crowd, then that would have been, I'm guessing, outside of of of. Uh, like other trainees being in, in training matches, this would have been your first time in front of a uh, an audience. Um, I suppose it's not a bad way to start off with you going for people that generally, if it's a gala show, they're not here to see the wrestling. So they're not going to know if things go wrong or anything like that. But um, what was it like getting, just seeing a crowd coming to watch you wrestle uh, in your Amazon bot gear? What was, what was that like? Um. It was quite daunting at first, but then I feel like as soon as you're in the ring, it just, it, it, it's over in a flash. It goes at a million miles an hour. Then half the time, I'm um, not sure what's happening. <laughs> uh, so after that, of course, then, like I say, your, your full debut was against Soldato. Um, and... It's it's so that, that was I'll be your first proper test then because of course in a gala, uh, it's a battle royal. There's a lot you have to do, but again at the same time there's not because there's so many people there until the end. Um, what was it like actually getting your first full debut in front of again a, this time a paying audience, so they're coming to actually see wrestling um, with Soldato. Uh, what was what was your what was your thoughts on that? Um, it was enjoyable. That one was more enjoyable. I feel. Maybe because the crowd are actually there to see wrestling. And um, I enjoyed 
being in the ring myself. That although that was the time that I discovered that I was very good at throwing a clothesline. I'm yeah. sure that there's a picture out there of me um, hitting Soldato and you can just see the, the dent in his chest at the time. Uh, so it was, I mean, at that point, I'm get, I think if I remember right, the photo, it, it's your, your black trunks and, and everything. So you're pretty much looking like JBL. So was that the, the kind of inspiration just behind <laughs> the, the whole look and the big clothesline and was, was, your, was your look uh, uh, Bradshaw inspired? Um, I never thought it at the time, but it was, um, I, I guess, subconsciously, uh, it was. Just like, a, like, a, aye, just no nonsense, no flash, just coming here, batting you and then leaving kind of thing. Um, again, going through your, your first couple of matches, uh, of course, the, after that was uh, the San Barber experience. And then, then you had uh, a match with the Purge. So these are all guys now that, are, of course, are names that you see popping up all over the place, but this time this would have been their first. I mean, they would have been on shows maybe a little bit beforehand. Um, how, how are you finding, like, trying to get the crowd to support you and things like that? Um, you, you come across as very uh, quiet and not an unreserved, uh, sorry, and a reserved person. So how did you find trying to get the crowd uh, on your side? Or did you feel that they were quite taken with you when you, when you started coming out and, and battering folk uh, with uh, big moves and big clotheslines? Well, I was a bad guy at the time for those matches. Um, so I guess it was um, it did work because um, big guy beating up smaller guys is usually going to get over on family shows like that. Um, and then, of course, they started. You teamed with uh, Danny Cantrell for a bit. Of course, he went on to be in the grind, if I remember rightly. Um, so, was so you've gone from a couple of singles matches, uh, and then a little bit of tag team. Is it? Have you got a preference, uh, or did you find that, that was a good kind of learning experience um, operating a tag match? Um, yeah, it was a it was a good learning experience because. Um, I would say the Purge are one of the well, probably the best tag team to come out of GPWA. And just to learn about the structure of a tag match and things like that was, was good. And more chance to learn how to be in front of a crowd. Yeah, um, you don't. I, 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 not until this year, I realised that there's so much kind of extra work and, and rules to a tag team match, and and uh, it, it's uh, one of those underappreciated skills to be able to do. And um, if you're getting out to do it, then even better. Um, so I've got other matches. You had likes with uh, Paxo, who again um, isn't as he's a bit slender, but he's about mm-hmm. your, he's a bit, he's a taller guy. So this has been one of the first proper times. Um, I suppose Stevie James as well. He's he's quite tall, but it would have been the first kind of time you've been in a ring with someone about your height and ability. You're not going to be able to throw them about as easy uh, as as some others. Um, so what was it like getting in with with Paxo? And actually, I want to add to that uh, Eli uh, Bulwark, who would have been the September that year as well. So these are two mm-hmm. two different matches, but it's two big guys uh, facing off. Was that? Was that something new and something that you're quite excited to to get stuck into? I was quite excited about that match. Um, 
because um, Paxo has been doing it for a few years in around Europe as well, obviously, and um, to be in that kind of match, not just have the usual formula of big guy, wee guy. It was good to explore more of that in both of those matches, actually. So when you're getting in the ring with, with uh, well, either way, these matches, um, do you is there, do you get homework on what matches to watch to maybe uh, get some ideas of how to structure it? Or is, is it so for likes of a Soldato, might watch um, uh, Rey Mysterio against whoever, Undertaker, uh, just throwing that out, just that kind of uh, dynamic to see if you could pluck some bits of it. And then you see an Eli versus yourself, uh, I don't know, uh, Undertaker again. Undertaker and Kane, just two big guys going at it. Is there any kind of matches that you, you try and go back to and and pick out some little bits and moves that you can add to your own matches? Um, yeah, well, I'm not giving any. I, I, I look at, um, I, I do some research of what type um, of certain wrestlers with certain types of opponents. Like, um, I, I did actually watch Undertaker Rey Mysterio match for the Soldato one, the Royal Rumble 2009, was it? Yeah, it was. Um, yeah, I think I'm remembering. I remember a few they had briefly, I can't remember when, but yeah, I'll, we'll go with that 2009. <laughs> I'll mm-hmm. go with your, your memory on it. Um, yeah, so so that's, that's that's a pretty good way to get, get bits and pieces of, of that. And then, of course, 2019 rolls around. Um, you have some matches here and there. And then, of course, in June, kind of the, the GPWA team and Scottish wrestling and wrestling in general kind of gets rocked with uh, Lionheart passing away. Um, and you end up going down to Preston uh, to be part of, of their tribute show. Um, mm-hmm. So we're not going to... Uh, I've spoke to so many of our guys for GPWA now, so we're not going to like labour on, because uh, it is a sad thing. We're not going to uh, say it's not. Uh, but what was your memories of, of training with Lionheart and uh, what was, was his his legacy to yourself and your own development? Um, well, he was a good trainer. He was um, hard on you, but that's because he cared about because he cared about us. And he, he gave us all several chances on his pro wrestling elite shows. I was in a few of his pre-show matches, which I'm grateful for. And, um, yeah, always wanted to um, have a laugh in training as well. And going down to Preston with, with the team, uh, and um, were you were you part of of that show as well? Was was it was a, a, uh, yeah, a rumble? Yeah, we were all in a rumble. GPWA guys versus Preston guys, uh, and, and being able to kind of do that as tribute for 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 Lionheart uh, was that a little bit of a um, um, I don't know cathartic uh, just just being able to 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 show your appreciation but uh, do it in in wrestling form. Um, yeah, it was good. As um, someone said in that night, it was would have been what he wanted for us all to get opportunities out of such an unfortunate event. Absolutely. And of course, that, that same year, you end up uh, up in tar- down in Target 
got my geography all, all but I ended up down in Target uh, with uh, Levi uh, Justice at the time and Ravy Davy. Um, so what was it like? So, so GPWA would be your home promotion or uh, wrestling experience Scotland, I want to call it uh, at this point. But uh, Target, of course, would have been your first proper outside booking, PCW notwithstanding, and PWE, of course, but that's that's all kind of connected to Lionheart. So Target is new. Um, what was it like being told that you was it like getting a, the call to to go down to to Target and uh, what were your thoughts on being performing in front of a new audience uh, in general? Okay. With Target, I'd always heard um, good things about, about Target. It was one I always wanted to go to and then to get the call, it was quite short notice actually. I, I got the call, I think it was like early that morning. And then I just went down to Carlisle and didn't even know what the match was going to be at the time. Then turned out it was me, Ravy Davy, and Levi, and turned out to be one of the most enjoyable matches I can remember having. Is it one of those where if, if you if you're nervous? like for a match or anxious would you prefer it that you were just told right you've got a match now so you don't have time to worry about it or are you the kind of person that if you don't know what's happening you're just gonna get more worried about it you, you'd rather have a bit more time to kind of prepare what's your kind of uh style when it comes to that well there's a i, I, I don't dislike either of them if i've got if you've got a match that you know about it, you can do some research on it as you spoke about before. But it's not not knowing you've got a match and then finding out on the day is just as just as good, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. Um, so especially if you're in the ring with the likes of of Ravy Davy and Levi, uh, Davy especially is, is just this like charisma magnet who can just whip a crowd into a, a frenzy either whichever way he decides uh, to go for. Um, so at least at least you're, the, the having to adjust to working with the crowd is is taken a little bit away from you because like, not not say he'll do all the work, but he's got most of it covered. You just need to be able to just do your part of, of it all as well um, for that. So, yeah, I mean, and after that, of course, you matched with Crowbar, Kez Evans, who I haven't mentioned so far, but he was in the PWI 500 this year, which is insane to think about uh, and then a couple more trips to Target and then the world ended so that was that was it, that was the world over um, so when you were having your matches in, in, in February 2020 uh, that was uh, with I think your team with Dylan Thorne by that point um, and you were against Kez and, and Thatcher was, it, was there any impending thought, because the pandemic had just about started at that point and it was a bit dodgy of things that were, were happening and, and going on so um, when you were having that match, was there any thought of this might be your last one for a while? Was there any any uh, possibility, or were you in the same boat as everyone else? It was just like, ah, oh, just a flu, two weeks, and we'll be done. Um, yeah, I, d- I didn't think the world world was ending. I thought it's something over in China. It won't get over here. It won't be that serious. It'll be like Ebola or something like that. But no, little did we know. It's- much so, so that was it. Yeah, world was, was over at that point. So how did you keep yourself occupied um, with, I mean, 
I've got a question from Zardato about your body transformation, which we'll get to. But um, how how did you keep yourself occupied uh, during that time with with no no uh, wrestling? Um, well, there would be did still keep in they still kept in contact with a lot of people through Zoom and things. We would have like watch alongs and different pay per views, even just random ones from years ago, and. Um, me and uh, Darrow, we thought it'd be a good idea to get um, Zoom workouts going with people in the asylum. And yeah, that, that's what kept me. But, you know, we had them, um, still did the, I think Andy Wilde put a lot of workouts out during that time. And uh, Joe Coffey had his, um, this training as well that he was putting online. So they, they all helped from the fitness side. And I had a job as a delivery driver, so I was running up and down stairs all day. So, so it kept you going. Yeah, uh, Darrow, you did put a question in, but I have seen him putting up tweets and Instagrams and that in the past and thanking yourself for for uh, his his uh, transformation or, or his uh, keeping keeping active as well. So the two years just uh, just 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 working out and letting other people see it and, and get a little bit of, of inspiration <coughs> themselves to, to get moving. Um, did, was Darrow yeah. a guy that you met through the GPWA or was he a guy you, that you that you knew and happened to start wrestling as well? Um, no, I, I knew him through WWE, um, GPWA. Um, then... Yeah, it was more of an acquaintance at first, but then during that time, it became um, better friends. And then now, now, he's, he's, now we're he's, tag team partners. Of course, yes. So we'll, we'll definitely get to that. So we'll ask a question from Soldato because that, that seems to be that this is when it all happens. Uh, I just put uh, your transformation has been amazing to watch. What are your nutrition go tos? Nutrition go tos. Um, I don't want to be boring and just say it's chicken and rice and, and that, but um, you know, just starting to bring my own food into work and tracking my food. So it's, it's not the most exciting life, but there's results no. that, that show from it. See, I always like I love chicken. I love rice, but chicken and rice just sounds like the most boring thing in the world. But it clearly must work because all the all the, all these uh, ripped wrestlers and people in general always swear by it. I'm just like, I just it's just taste. Do you have seasoning? Yeah, you have... uh, yeah, lots of seasoning. And I also, just started to eat more. Like I was more concerned about getting lean before, but then I started trying to get bigger. Obviously, I'm, I'm called Big Ross. So I want to get bigger. And that's a, that's a then that all came as, as a bonus with it. Um, always we put both things like uh, corn. I, I tried corn um, and it is the most, well, corn uh, mince it is the most vilest thing I've ever tasted because it, it just tastes like nothing and nothing but bad at the same time. Um, so so rice and, and, and chicken with loads of seasoning. I could do that. That's easy. I'll write that down. Why not? And, and I, I put on the the, the uh, lockdown two stone and then some. So I'm going to need to find. I'll wear black or thin or 
bigger t-shirts to make me look slimmer now. That's the that's the thought process behind it. But uh, yeah, so that and did you have, so you had access to the asylum to do workouts or did you have your kind of like a home gym as well, all ready to go during this lockdown? It was just a home gym. And then loads of resistance bands and a few light dumbbells. Then a pack of cards to do card workouts. Any particular workout that, that came, if if you drew out the cards and it came down, did you think, why did I put this in the in the list uh, that was Burpees. just the worst? Burp, right, okay. Um, I'm, I'm just going to agree because I have no idea. I, I don't think I know what burpee is, uh, other than when I drink my, my fizzy juice too fast. Uh, <laughs> I'm happy to not know. That's all right. Yeah, I'm, I'm happy to not know at this stage. Um, so, yeah, you, you had that. You, you had this. You said you got, you got leaner. Uh, and because you're bigger, it always helps being big and lean, and, throw, and you're able to lift bigger people and throw them further as well. Uh, then eventually, shows have come back. So as of recording, October 2021 was when it was your return. Oh, before that, I don't know how I've, I've written it all the way down in my list here. You made a nice W debut, November 19. I think that's a bit more important uh, in our timeline here. Uh, so it was in the pre-show battle royal um, for Fear and Loathing 12. Uh, I've got here. Uh, so it's, it's for, of course, for the VIP ticket holders. But this is an ICW debut. Whether you, how you, regardless of how you want to cut it. So uh, when did you find out that you were going to be in? If I remember rightly, you weren't even announced for the match, were you? And you just no. Um, I made my entrance from ringside because I was in my security gear at the time. So what was it like uh, making your actual ICW debut and there would have been people in the crowd who would have known who you, who you were and here you are, uh, SWG3, that was mm-hmm. that one, yeah. So you're in, you're in ICW, so what was, how'd that feel? Well, on the night when I made my way down to ringside, there was people in the crowd asking me like, well, are, are, are you not the surprise entrant? I, I thought it'd be you. As mm. what it is, saying to them things like that. Shrugging it off, and then it happens, and I wasn't sure how big a reaction I would get, but it wasn't bigger than anything I could have imagined. And then I was the last person eliminated by Paxo, and I get the most eliminations in that rumble. So yeah, it was a pretty good debut. Get get the uh, the Kane run, Kane two thousand and one rumble run. Just to... yeah, that was my first thought as well. Um, so, were you working crew like beforehand, and and how was it like actually being to work at, at an ICW show? So this is from this is your first Scottish show, seeing an ICW show at uh, the garage, and now you're actually uh, ringside crew working these events. Uh, was it a bit surreal, or, or was there any particular moments that that you couldn't believe you were being part of? Well, from just being ringside at? Yeah, uh, just, just being involved in some, some way, whether it's a pull apart or just being there yeah. for it. Biggest one would be being ringside at the SECC show and feeling how loud the crowd were that night and for like Grado versus Drew and the hydro shows were loud. That, that, that first hydro show was surreal. Although, um, actually... Um, injured my knee catching r- ricochet that night. Which was, oh, is, is that when they went um, from the top rope into the crowd? Yeah, 
that was uh, yeah that was that was phenomenal so so uh, I, everyone else came out unscathed including the wrestlers except yourself uh, yes <laughs> no that, that must be insane to think that pardon the pun but that you went from seeing ICW in the ga- second annual square goal in in the garage and now you're um part of it even in a little way even if it's security it's still a very important part of the actual show but you're, you're now standing in the hydro watching what was it i think was it six thousand that first one for six something like that six thousand people and uh you're yeah you're you're getting paid to there be there or you're at least part of the show so um is, is that probably as far as maybe not an in-ring perspective is that probably one of your highlights just in your wrestling career so far yeah, just be, being present at those those shows. Yeah, definitely. Because, um, say, Grado and Drew was the loudest I've ever heard a crowd. And then the year after, yeah. was it, it was uh, Joe Angle, wasn't it? The, the mm-hmm. year after. So it's still yeah. something to be to be part of. Um, so, yeah, I can't believe I almost got to this year and hadn't even spoken about ICW at all. Um, so, so you you made it to the final two. Were you given good? Were you given feedback? Was there anyone from your coaches that that took you aside and were able to give you feedback on those those that match um, afterwards? And like yeah, that? a few of them watched it and made a few small things, obviously, and there's mostly good feedback. Um, yeah. So we're fast forward then. October 2021. Uh, you're back. It's Community Pro Wrestling set up by Ravy Davy. Uh, for for Govan, which is an insane crowd. I don't know how it was for for CPW, but I'm assuming absolutely not. It, it was it was insane. Yeah, they're they're a bit feral down in Govan uh, when it comes to wrestling. I've I've, I've heard and saw bring, on YouTube. Bring your right here. Oh, aye, yeah. Uh, I, I can't hits. imagine being there for it. So you end up in two matches that night. Uh, mm-hmm. You yeah, <laughs> you had your Terminator Open Challenge, uh, and it was, was Spider Bomb. That yeah. answered it. Mm-hmm. So I do have a question about Terminator. So I'm not going to get away with that. But uh, so yeah. So so when you found out CPW's come back, Gravy Davies approached you. We've got this. You're going to have an open challenge. Um, were you given plenty of notice? What was your kind of routine from that point? Were you getting into I don't know, iron girders or you getting into the asylum and just just? Hey, yeah, we're in iron girders quite a lot. Yeah. And, and getting getting prepared for it. Um, so Spider Bomb, of course, you had a match afterwards. But uh, being being in Govan in general, I said right gear. It's a crazy crowd. But how does it feel getting in front of, in front of a crowd after at this point? Would have been twenty months or something like that. Uh, what was it like getting in front of a crowd again? Oh, it was unbelievable, especially that crowd. Because like when I made the challenge and I was talking to. Spider Bam in the microphone, I could hardly get a word in because the crowd were so loud for him. Yeah, it's uh it's it's I can't remember how I've described yeah. it in the past. Just that's just from watching a source show. That they're just they're just looked like they're high on on sugar and just aggression. Yeah. Uh, Spider Bam, I've never been booed that much in my life. <laughs> of course, and that, that led to to a tag team match um with Spider Bam and Daro. We've mentioned mm-hmm. as well against uh, HD Drake, which 
when when I was going through the results when I saw that popped up, I thought that's a fairly random person to have in this. But anyway, and uh, Casino Brutal, so Mikey Devine and and uh, Rabo Romero. So it's a lot of of GPWA guys. Anyway, people that you you've been in the ring with and and interacted with. So mm-hmm. um, I was like, uh, so you had your 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 booed tremendously by the governed crowd, and now you've got to kind of get them on on side as well. So that must have been a bit of a challenge for for you that evening. Um, I think as soon as they seen that I was the um, Spider Bam had earned my respect because it was a bit difficult to beat. And um, they came out and I pretty much told them, come with me if you want to live. And and then Daryl came out and we made a team, a Terminator, a Spider Bam and a Super Saiyan. What a jewel. Wrestling, isn't it? It's just, <laughs> that, that's just wrestling over all over. Um, in between, and then, and so, in interim of that, of course, you're announced to be Pro Two as well. Yes. So you are Pro Two. I am uh, Pro Two. When, how how did that get how did that get uh, set up then? Because I hear either stories people send their CV to Logan, and he comes back with this uh, uh, amazing idea and a bunch of ideas to to get you going, or he'll come to you with an idea and that's how it it, it comes to be. So how was how how did you how did you become pro two? Um, it was through big uh, John Urban because he did the security at pro wrestling elite, and and quite a lot of was I was helping him with that, and and he just. Told me um, message Logan. He's looking for guys, and I, and I think he'd be good for it. So I did, and then here I am, pro two. Um, so yeah, I've, I've seen their their shows have just taken place this past weekend as a recording, and yeah, it seems like he's got he's got something he's got something there and there, and, and it's also a nice way because of course if you're doing the pre shows in, in air for PWE, then uh, there's a little bit of familiarity hopefully with a, a crossover audience. Uh, that they'll know who you are when you when you get there and what have you. And of course you are. There's very few guys of your stature in Scotland anyway. So it's it's also an our big plus um for all of that. So you mentioned we mentioned Terminator. I'll just ask the question now. Favorite Terminator film? Judgment Day. All right. And that's yeah. It, it, I mean, is there any better one after that? It's, it's just the first two seem to be so good. Nothing. Yeah, the can third really one is match it. okay. The third one is acceptable, but the first two are the best. I remember I watched uh, Salvation in the cinema. It was the worst experience of my life. <laughs> Although the Terminator films aren't even my favourite Schwarzenegger film. All right. Okay then. Uh, what 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 would it be? What's your, what's your Schwarzenegger franchise or Total film? Vehicle. All right, okay. I thought you were just going to like just go absolutely just off the wall and go twins, or something, or yeah, kindergarten cop, people, uh, kindergarten cop, commando, last action hero, predator. Oh, yeah, last action hero somehow is my Christmas movie of choice after Jingle All the Way, of course. That has to be last action hero is like a parody of a of a what an eighties action film is. It's it's incredible. It, it some somehow uh, I said I wouldn't tell embarrassed stories. My wife, when when uh, she hates the film, mainly because there was one Christmas, I don't know how, but we went to three different houses. Every time I went in there, it was on, 
and I just sat and ignored everyone and was watching Last Action Hero. I see that I saw that film so many times in clips that weekend, that Christmas morning and, and weekend. It was just, it was the best. It was just so. It's it yes. Yeah, it's, it's one of those. It's, if you think about it too much, it's a terrible film. But if you switch off and just enjoy it, that's the best way to live. That's how you should watch a film. Oh yeah, same with wrestling. That's how you should watch wrestling. Is yeah. just switch off, enjoy it. Don't think about it. It's like, oh, why is, why is Spider-Man getting beaten up? Just, ah, don't think about it. Don't think about it. Just enjoy what you're seeing. Yeah. Or, or boo. I know. Almost <laughs> forgot my, one of my favourite Christmas films, uh, Jingle All The Way. Yeah, it's the best. Is there, yeah. Is there any, ever, I mean, you, you're going for the Terminator open. Is there any thought of doing a Turbo Man open around about Christmas, if uh, if there's a show around about then? If there's a Christmas show, then perhaps. I can't believe it's, I've only ever seen. I've now seen these Turbo Man dolls coming out in shops. I don't remember them coming out at the time. I, I, I don't know who they're. Have you got a Turbo Man? Have you got one eyed up? Have you seen one? Um, hey, no, I don't. I, I get told that that was based off of the Buzz Lightyear dolls when they came out. Yeah, yeah, I can see that. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I kind of watched it all the way now. When this comes out, it'll be December, so it'll be fine. Everyone go watch yeah. it after, after this chat. That was the first Christmas film I watch every year. Uh, I've, I've, unfortunately, ours is well, ours is Nightmare Before Christmas, but that's only because it's it, it's acceptable to watch it in October. So it's yeah. technically I'd the first one you want. It's a November film. Yeah, aye, well, just in the middle. You can have, have a bit of both. Uh, but yeah, so... so there's quite a few big Terminator fans around in Scottish wrestling, or sorry, Schwarzenegger fans in general, uh, likes of, of Big Cav as well. I think, does DCT, DCT has a, a bit of a affinity? Yeah, he did a podcast, the uh, Arnie Appreciation Society. That's what I remember. So have you is have you been able to sit down with, with DCT at all and, and been able to, to hash out your, your thoughts on, on Schwarzenegger films? Um, not, not really the chance to do that, no. Um, so, I'm not, yeah. not saying that you want to kind of nudge Ravy David to, to book DCT for the next CPW show, but I mean, there you go. That's <laughs> any reason for uh, Arnie appreciation. Uh, that's it. Uh, of course, wrestling would be good as well. Um, okay, so I, so you've, you've kind of taken on the, the, the Terminator Open. Um, was that just, just a, when in that break in, in between not wrestling? Um, was that your thought of kind of maybe freshening up the character a little bit, just add a little bit, a uh, lick of paint to the, to to yourself, Big Ross, or what was your kind of <laughs> thoughts behind it? Um, yeah, well, I listen to a lot of podcasts that are like, uh, a wrestler's better if they can get called, like, if they can have a moniker, then I just thought, what well, would be a good one for me? It was like, hmm, the, the, the Terminator. Uh, have you got the uh, sunglasses, leather jacket, boots, coat, motorcycle? Yeah, not, not, not quite a motorcycle though. That's next. That's it. That's a new year. You can uh, you can get an entrance uh, into the into the Fairfield Club. If I'm in a street fight or anything in the future, I'll come out wearing all that. Oh, I can't! I, I can't wait. That that sounds amazing. Um, right, so I've got a couple of our own stupid questions, which you may know about if because they just list a couple of episodes. Um, first one's, what's your favourite dinosaur? Um, does the Luchasaurus count? 
<laughs> it does. It absolutely. Luchasaurus does count, and it's outside the box, which is always better. Um, Luchasaurus, and the other question we asked is what would win in a fight, two sheep or one cow? Um, two sheep or one cow? Um, I think it would take more than two sheep to beat one cow. So I'm going to say the cow. Right, I'll take your take your word for it. I'm still, I'm still in team two sheep, but you know, we'll never find out, and I don't really want to find out. I think that would just be sad to watch two sheep fight a cow, and just there's no one, there'll be no winners except maybe me in the background going told you if sheep win. Uh, right, so do have a question from from Ravy Davy, but we'll keep that one to the end because we're I'm trying to make a new thing for the last question. Um, what's your what's your plans? for wrestling now it's back is there any have you got like a five-year plan have you got a list of opponents you want to get in the ring with uh, any promotions you want to get to um, well i want to be in every community pro wrestling show um want to be in pro 2 regularly and want to go back to target um those are the main ones i'm um, thinking of uh, Obviously, the usual ones, uh, obviously, wrestling experience, Scotland and ICW. Mm. If, I, if I get the call for that. Then, yeah. So it's just, just, getting, just getting back to it, really. Just just mm -hmm. being able to wrestle and and, uh, and it grow and, and what have you. So any, any opponents yeah. at all that you'd want to, to get in with? Just in Scotland or... Uh, well, David's, David's question is kind of dream match, so we'll leave that one just to the side a bit. But once it, it could happen in the next uh, however long, 12 months, three, three years, whatever. Um, I've never had a match with Leighton Buzzard. So we'll see that for starters. Um, anyone else? So, in a, I don't know, Andy Wilde or um, something? Well, just... me and Levi are due a rematch at the Target tag team titles because um, Medallion and Ivy um, jumped us and beat us that way. So it's a, a bit of a, a titles titles uh, in your your plan for titles in your future then get up first and belt. I was the bigger opponents like Andy Wilde. And uh, got like a demo back coming back in the yeah, future. Yeah, now, now the demo's back. Yeah, absolutely. Um, okay, so last questions like, we do social media afterwards, that's, that's the last bit. But um, Davey's asked, well, Who's your dream match? and uh, I'll, I'll just add a little bit extra to it because I'm trying to make this last question, which is, um, you've been given the book, you've got the main event of WrestleMania, you get to pick your opponent. Uh, who would it be? Um, if it's WrestleMania, then maybe a common answer, but maybe Mr. WrestleMania, Shawn Michaels. Good grab my retirement, absolutely. Or, I mean, or if we go back in um, ten years or so to JBL, or we're talking now, maybe now that he lost the AEW belt, could have a Terminator v Terminator. Kenny Omega. Four way. There you go. Here's your main event. Big Big Ross, JBL, Shawn Michaels, Kenny Omega. Nice. There's your marquee. That's WrestleMania <laughs> for you. 
Um, yeah, so we'll, we'll, I think we've we've we've, wrapped, we've, we've kind of went through, we've, we've sped through uh, Big Ross's career uh, in wrestling so far, and uh, you, you've got kind of things planned in the future. Um, outside, I'm sorry, outside wrestling. So, what's what's your kind of passion? Is it, you said uh, Arnie. I know I'd, I say the WrestleMania questions last, but plans always change when I'm doing these things. Um, what's your passions outside of wrestling? Say like uh, your Arnie films. Have you got? Are you a collector of anything? Or are you just a, a watcher of particular things? What's your what's your passion? Arnie, Star Wars, Marvel. Um, a few types of films that I like. Um, well, um, Star Wars, I'm not. Yeah. I'm, I'm all right with, but Marvel is always going to be a, a, a one to take. So, uh, what's what's your favorite Marvel film? Um, not so many. Um, no, <laughs> <Not> the stage. <laughs> um, I always like the Iron Man series, the Guardians of the Galaxy. Um, I say the the big films, Endgame, Infinity War, mm-hmm. and I'm liking the new ones as well. I really like Shang Chi. Yeah. yeah, I watched that again just a couple of nights ago because because it was Disney Plus Day. So because yeah. um, of the IMAX. Yeah. Day. It was it was weird because over well, TVs it's an HGTV so it, but it's not like 4K or anything so I don't I didn't get like the crispness but I just got the extra bits either side which was it just mm-hmm. looked cool and it's still a film. Eternals not so big on but Shang Chi um, um I loved it um yeah it's it's when, when you said there's so many I think I did a list with some people and there's like 30 at the moment between the films and the TV mm-hmm. shows and. Uh, God help anyone trying to jump in and watch them now, because that's just that's Although, a um, month. Actually, Thor Ragnarok was is probably one of my favourites too. Hmm. Yeah, just just for Thor going God mode in the fridge. Oh yeah, uh, the immigration song in the background. Uh, hmm. amazing, absolutely. Anyway, yeah. So again, I'm always always afraid that this becomes just a Marvel podcast. So I'll, I'll we'll wrap things up there. Um, so where can you find out about Big Ross on the social media? Um, well, um, <laughs> me look at my own social media. I, I will have a help. Um, so on Instagram, I am just Ross Hauser. And on Twitter, I am at Ross Hauser 25. On Facebook, I am, and on TikTok, I am also Ross Hauser. TikTok? Have you, have you been putting up TikToks, or are you just a watcher of TikToks? I've put up a few TikToks. There you go. So yeah, yeah. With, um, with Titanic music. There we go then. So, so if you've learned anything, if you've gotten this far in the podcast, one, you need to go watch uh, Last Action Hero or uh, Jungle All The Way now. That's just, you have to do it. And uh, go follow Ross on, on TikTok. And by this point, you may have done one of the, the trending dances. Who knows? Uh, but no, <laughs> thank you very much for taking time to speak to me today. Thank you very much for having me. It was a pleasure.